What is up guys? Welcome back to the Music Corner Rift 808. I'm Nate and today is album a day journey thing February. So uh, as you guys might know, if you aren't familiar, I'll get you caught up. I am doing an album a day thing for the month of 20 for the year of 2021 where every day I listen to a new album from different artists for the most part. Uh, we're like basically like I'm not gonna listen to the same artist in the same month except one exception that I, it turns out it's just gonna be a normal thing it seems like since last month I did it and now this month I've done it too but two completely different bands and occasions of why um, but yeah basically I'm just listening to an album that I've wanted to listen to or maybe I was told to check out or whatever have you and I am listening to it and seeing what I think of it you know so different album a day that's basically the drill uh yeah so let's start it off here for february so february 1st i listened to the band uh, not really a band it's more so just like a duo really i mean they're a group whatever whatever you want to call it uh quadrophonia and their album cosmic jam wow so this one was recommended by believe it or not believe it or not my mom who told me that like um basically the whole thing was i told her about that one band i listened to last month wolf girl um right that's what it was called here machine girl the album was wolf girl and how it was very like you know kind of like a whole extreme techno-y kind of bullshit you know and um she said you know if you're like a, a fan of like that kind of style you might like quadrophonia they're like you know techno kind of thing for like the 90s so i was like all right i'll give it a shot and man was this album absolutely amazing like the opening track which is the title track here to the album or i'm sorry not the title track the uh it, it's the band's name actually quadrophonia is the opening track here and it's just wow like i know that it might just see it might seem like it's not going to be good for its age i mean i'm pretty sure this album came out in like the early 90s and for like techno it's just like you know we've obviously grown so much in that genre since then uh in terms of like sounds that are produced in like the techno electronic genre uh, genre and like edm kind of stuff but like no quadrophonia absolutely amazing cosmic jam is a spectacular album like if you there's not really anything i can say particularly about certain songs but it's just an adventure it's absolutely a bass driven adventure if you have your settings adjusted properly for this album you are going to have the time of your life like no cap <laughs> i'm serious this album was absolutely incredible um if you want other songs though from this specifically uh other than quadrophonia i would say you know Hardhead, The Man with the Master Plan, The Wave of the Future. I mean, it's just, it kind of sounds corny just because it's from the 90s. And even the album covers very, like, it's, it's, I feel like it's kind of dated just with how, like, you know, these, like, weird shapes and everything. And, like, it kind of looks like something that would be on, like, the cover of some geometry book, if I'm going to be honest. But all I can really say to summarize this is listen to this, listen to this for yourself. 
and experience it all the way through. It's it's a fun journey, especially if you're a fan of techno or any electronic music, I'd say. It's it's great. And for the first time too with the album a day journey that I'm doing, this game this got a uh, 9 out of 10 for me. Absolutely incredible. Uh so yeah, that was the first day. So next here, Gucci Mane Breakfast. <laughs> so uh Gucci Mane heard the name never heard a single song i don't believe from him uh unless i did and i just didn't realize it was him but he's got a lot of albums he's got a lot of mixtapes he's got a lot of everything in his discography and the one thing that just really made me want to listen to his music was not even just like you know the music itself but the album covers i mean he's got some pretty fucking interesting (laughs) album covers and this one no exception i mean being called breakfast you get an album cover of <laughs> what is this here it's like gucci Mane is just sitting at some kind of like you know what looks like like a, a an ihop-esque place called iwop um <laughs> it's just very i i don't know i don't even know how to put it it's just very goofy and like very it's an aesthetic kind of thing you know i don't know another way to put it but it's just very funny and it just it kind of drew me in and what you got here is also a pretty solid rap album too i mean there's nothing that's like too wild and crazy and like you know different but i mean i gotta say like polluted and ain't got time were some of my favorite songs on this album i mean it was pretty decent to my biggest surprise i mean you'd think of something as corny as the album cover would be it wouldn't be as good of an album but no it was pretty solid uh eight out of ten i gave that you know uh which is gonna be a kind of a common theme for this month i mean there wasn't really necessarily a lot of bad albums really just a lot of them that ranged in the eight out of ten section where i might not have a lot to say about it but it's definitely worth checking out but uh we'll get to that much later so yeah gucci man breakfast next here sleeping with sirens with ears to see and eyes to hear this classic post-hardcore emo boy fucking (laughs) album from sleeping with sirens i'm pretty sure this is their debut album i could totally be wrong like i could have been the uh let's cheers to this but i think it actually is though yeah with ears to see yeah that's the first one and man i didn't realize how good of a band they truly are you know because like i feel like everybody who knows the name or like you know at least the reputation the band has gotten it's like they went really soft i guess on uh their later albums not including the last album from 2019 how it feels to be lost that one was kind of back to their roots uh as far as i know because i mean that was that was pretty post hardcore i actually enjoyed it somewhat but with ears to see and eyes to hear this is just a beautiful emo post-hardcore album from the band i mean you got the whole classic how do you say this uh the if i'm james dean or audrey hepburn you know you got your got your you kill me let love bleed red uh captain tying knots versus mr walkway i mean these are some like pretty banging songs in in general like i really enjoyed this album a lot and uh yeah, I actually really want to listen to the next album even too. The Let's Cheers to this, their other uh, really popular one from 
the good old days of them being a traditional post-hardcore band. So, yeah, overall, 8.5 out of 10 for me. This was one of my other favorite albums of the month. I had a few, like, the obviously the favorite one here, Quantifonia, as I mentioned. That's going to be the favorite of the month for me, like, by far. So, these ones, though, the ones I give 8.5 are the ones that really also stood out to me, but just kind of wasn't there, you know, not quite as banging as you might get from Quantrophonia, but still, definitely worth checking out. Sleeping with Sirens with ears to see and eyes to hear. Next here, Despised Icon, Day of Mourning. A deathcore band, you know, their most well-known song, MVP, is on this album. And it's your deathcore, you know, it's your... Not like the... Not like the deathcore of, uh... What do we The Humanity's Last Breath, the one that we recently did on the, uh... 2021 reviews recently but i mean it's still pretty solid deathcore you know like it's just not as dark i would say it's it's just heavy you know it's some heavy stuff uh other songs i like on here are all for nothing day of mourning black lungs and uh made of glass i'd say uh so yeah i mean i've always been kind of like in the same realm of ratings with the despised icon albums i've listened to because there's that one and the one from uh last year was that called purgatory i know i should have probably <laughs> had this review or looked over but yeah it was purgatory that one that's so far my favorite album by despised icon and that was the one that came out like like i said uh, in 2019 Whew, that one's a banger one too but this one day of mourning gets an 8 out of 10 for me pretty solid album next the Shins, O Inverted World. So I knew The Shins somehow. Um, actually, you know what? I don't think it was The Shins. I think it was this band called Slint that I heard of that I wanted to like, you know, one of those bands that, like I checked out like years ago. Uh, liked a couple songs, liked them on Facebook, and then just kind of went about it. That was like a I might have mentioned this before on the podcast, but that was, like, a thing I used to do back in the day, like, 2015, where, like, I would find so many bands, listen to, like, three or four songs, and if I liked all four songs, or at least three, I would follow them, and then just kind of, like, you know, <laughs> go about my day, not really look any further to too many of it, unless I really, really liked it, and, um, Slint was one of them, however, The Shins, uh, I got mixed up with, so I was just, like, uh, you know, I mean, I've also heard the Shins are still pretty solid, too. I mean, they're pretty known in, like, the whole indie rock, alternative rock realm. So, figured why not? And the album turned out to be really fucking good. Um, like, for example, the One by One All Day, I thought was an awesome song. I also liked Girl Inform Me, uh, New Slang, Girl on the Wing, Pressed in a Book. I mean, this is, like, a pretty solid album, to my wildest surprise, because it's with indie music, I find that I'm, like, kind of picky with at times, but this one's... Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Hell, I even got, like... I even purchased the vinyl when I was out one day, uh, just, you know, record shopping. I was like, all right, bet, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, that one got an 8 out of 10 for me. Definitely uh, definitely an album worth checking out, for sure. That was their debut, too, so... Good for them for having a kick-ass opening to their uh, discography. Next, Jack Boys. Uh, self-titled album so Jack Boys is uh, what I believe is like, uh, like I don't know if it's like the project of his or like might have been his record label of Travis Scott 
I believe. I could totally be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it's like, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's like the rap, the rappers that are a part of uh, the Cactus Jack Records that, like, all like kind of, like, combined to make this, like, compilation album, if you will. Uh, pretty short in general, you know, but, like, it's still pretty decent. You know, there was, I mean, this is where the highest in the room came off of, you know. Uh, as well as Gang Gang, Had Enough, you know. Oh, and Out West, of course, too. Out West is another really big one off this one. And, yeah, it's it's a pretty decent album, you know. Um, excuse me. I would have to say, though, that a uh, couple tracks, which is Jack Boys, tra- the, the track Jack Boys, and uh, What to Do were the only ones that really didn't do much for me. But uh, everything else was pretty solid. Uh, kind of wish it was longer you know, but it is what it is. So overall, seven and a half out of 10 for me on that one. Uh, I'd still check it out though, especially since it's like, you know, Travis Scott's on there as well as, you know, Don Tolliver, Quavo, uh, Pop Smoke's got a song too. Uh, So yeah, moving on from there, Selena Gomez in the scene when the sun goes down. So this album has the song Love, uh, the Love You Like a Love Song on here, which was pretty popular at one point on the radio. I mean, that is still a banger today. Like, I can never go wrong with that song. I mean, it's in a couple playlists of mine. Like, so good. But I never knew anything else that she did with that project. So I thought, you know, what the hell, why not? And uh, unfortunately, it's just kind of like one of those rehashed, like, late 2000s, early 2010s pop sound you know, it's nothing too crazy. I mean, besides that, the other tracks that are worth mentioning are probably Bang Bang Bang, Who Says, and Whiplash. But uh, after that, there's just nothing really to show on this album. Everything just kind of ranges from mediocre to not even memorable, you know? So, 6.5 out of 10 for me on that one, then. Nothing else to really say. Uh, next one's kind of similar Royal Coda, Compassion. That is Kurt Travis's side project. Well, sure, side project band. I mean, he's got so many projects that he does. I mean, I think that's one of his bigger ones, though, right now. And uh, I never listened to an album, really, of his. Just, like, some songs. And they're good, the songs I've heard. But as a whole, like, for an album, it was, it was, it was average. It was, it was better than the Selena Gomez album, that's for sure. Uh, specifically, Ruby Leaf, All in Question, Numbing Agent, and The Innocence Of were solid songs, but after that point, like, you kind of realize even, like, by Numbing Agent and The Innocence Of, it just kind of gets repetitive, so it's just kind of like, eh, you know. I think it's good, but it's nothing I, w- I really wanted to save. I'd still definitely see them live, just because it's Kurt Travis and he's got amazing vocals. Which, by the way, if I haven't <laughs> haven't caught on yet, Kurt Travis used to be the vocalist of Dance Game and Dance. That's the main reason why he's got like you know the reputation he does today. But yeah, overall seven out of ten, pretty average I'd say. But you know if, if that's your thing, because I mean I know Sebastian really likes anything Kurt Travis does, so. It's definitely worth checking out, even still, too, especially if you're a fan of that style. So, yeah, there's that. Now, on to uh, one of the bigger-named ones on here, the Red Hot Chili Peppers' Californication. 
So, never listened to a single Red Hot Chili Peppers album in my life. Like, obviously I know the big songs that are played on the radio, you know. Like, I, I, I get it, you know. I, I know what to expect from them. But uh, here's the thing. With this album, um, I'm going to be honest here. I think it's overrated as hell. Not to say it's bad by any means. It's actually a pretty decent album. But, man, after the... Okay, so the singles, let's talk about it. You know, you got Around the World, which has been played a lot more on the radio, I've noticed. The, like, the, I, it probably has been played in the past, but I personally haven't even heard it that much in the past until, like, in more recent years. Like, in the past, I don't know, four years, I'd say. Uh, also, Scar Tissue, the title track, Californication, Other Side. Uh, so, that, like, you know, like, very well-known tracks by the band, and then, like, after that, there's maybe, like, four other tracks that are pretty decent on this already hefty album, which is, like, pretty sure was like, 15 songs, right, for the, the regular album here. Um, yeah, for the, I'm pretty sure for the regular album, it's, like, 15 songs. But those other songs on there are just not that good. They're really not. Like, it's a lot of fluff. It's a lot of just... I mean, it's funk, yes, of course. That's what you're expecting with the band, but not that good. I mean, it might just be like I'm not too big of a fan when it comes to like their more obscure backside of the album stuff. But yeah, no, I really, I really wasn't vibing too much with it. Um, but that's not to say, I mean, the singles don't carry it because they really do. I mean, those lead singles that I mentioned, whew, you can never go wrong with those ones. So... I gave the album a 7.5 out of 10, and my thing personally is if it's that rating or higher, that's when I would like to purchase the vinyl. However, in this case, I really wouldn't only because that this fluff is so scattered, you know, that it wouldn't even be worth it to just get the record and like, you know to listen to it like continuously, because there would be a lot I would want to skip, but I would have to sit through because, I mean don't really like to skip on a record player that just seems very weird so i still think it's worth checking out though because it is definitely like an iconic album especially in their discography so yeah that's really all i gotta say about that one next here we have snot with a dollar sign and his album tragedy uh, this one was like one of my least memorable ones that i still gave somewhat of a good rating to um and I do recall that, like, his style of rap just, you know, was a little bit similar to what I've heard in the past, but at the same time, too, it was just kind of like, eh, <laughs> you know? Like, I saved, don't get me wrong, I saved, like, a ton of songs off this album, and I'm sure if I went back and listened to it, I'd be like, okay, I see why I saved it, but, yeah, I don't know, it just wasn't really clicking too much, especially now, but still, I gave it a 7.5 out of 10 as well. Um, if I had to suggest any songs, though, I would definitely say Megan, Pressure, and uh, What's the Problem? Definitely some good ones on there. So, yeah, that's your kind of style of rap that you like. It's, like, darker. I should mention, too. It's kind of like that whole, like, darker emo-ish rap. Well, not, re not even emo. It's just kind of like the whole Suicide Boys style kind of rap, if I had to put it into, like, some sort of comparison. Or, like, Bones, even. You know, we reviewed them 
reviewed his stuff earlier this year, so. And I even listened to his album last month, too, so. Yeah, it's probably the best comparison, but yeah, 7.5 out of 10. Next, the plain white tees. Every second counts. So, I remember the reason why I wanted to listen to this was because, um, if you guys aren't aware, iCarly is back on Netflix, or at least on Netflix for the first time, possibly. I don't really know if it was on in the past, but it was on there, and I was like, fuck yeah, and my girlfriend and I have been watching it, and we saw the episode with the plain white tees on there, and it got me thinking, like, you know, I never really listened to an album of theirs, and, like, I only know them for their two songs, uh, Hey There, Delilah, and Our Time Now. Uh, so I was like, why not? Let's do it. Let's give this album a shot. So I did, and it was average you know it was way better than i thought it would be because most of the time i feel like a band like that would have like those songs and then after that it's just like here's just some generic shit and while at times yes that is the case it's still a really okay album you know like i did give it a seven i gave it a seven out of ten uh, just because, like, even the songs that... Because the songs that weren't good, it was kind of, like, similar to how I felt with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, where it was just, like, kind of scattered with how, you know, not good some of those songs were in between the album. But, you know, the songs that are good... Uh, Come Back to Me, Friends Don't Let Friends Dial Drunk, So Damn Clever, and Tearing Us Apart. I mean, those are some good pop-punk songs. Like, genuinely, the band had some, like, you know good shit that they made at least you know like they didn't have to just ride on those two lead singles i mean you know you just don't really hear about them much anymore unfortunately i'm pretty sure they're still together though like i thought in like 2019 or 2018 they put came out with an album so you know they're still kicking but yeah seven out of ten for me on that one next borns and the album dopamine Borns, you would know by the song Electric Love. That one is like, I mean, that's a fun song. That's a very fun, chill song. And like the whole album is like that too. It's fun, it's chill, you know. Maybe not necessarily a lot of memorable moments, but definitely some good tracks here. I mean, I think I recall that I saved almost the whole album, you know. So like other songs I liked was like the title track, Dopamine, Past Lives, Holy Ghost, Overnight Sensation. I mean, there's some good tracks on here. I definitely think it's worth checking out. Uh, yeah, 8 out of 10 for me on that one. Next, Key Glock Glaucoma. Uh, my buddy Jordan, the West, that we've had on here before, suggested this one to me. Told me that this was actually like what he believed was his best album, Key Glock. And if you uh, aren't aware, we also reviewed his album last year. Oh, I literally always forget what that album was called, though. It was a decent album, too, that we did. Uh, it was called Yellow Tape. It was, it was pretty decent, but I do have to agree that this one was definitely his better album. I mean, you got, like, a lot of tracks on here that were just, like, in your face, especially with the bass. Like, some of these songs that had some... They just had some wicked bass to it, you know, especially, like, if you have your settings properly, you know, done for it. Uh, I'd have to say, like, Life is Great, Clowns, uh, Maybach, Bottom of the Pot. Those are some, like, super solid tracks. Like, definitely worth checking out. I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Like, it was actually, like, one of the best albums of this month, for sure. And uh, similar to this next band with the being like a really good album too i wrestled a bear once it's all happening i wrestled a bear once was a 
math core kind of MySpace metal thing with a female vocalist who did cleans and screams, and she kicked ass at it too. I mean, it was some brutal shit. You know, it, like you don't. I would have to say even like Ginger doesn't even go this heavy at times. You know, like it's it's impressive. So. Yeah, uh, this is also the same band that, uh, before they disbanded, had a, I'm going to butcher her last name, but Courtney LaPlante, she is uh, currently the vocalist of Spirit Box, uh, so that tells you anything. She used to be the vocalist of that band for the last two albums, but before her was Krista Cameron, and she kicks ass. I mean, there's not really a bad song on here that I can even recall. I mean, the whole album is spectacular. And of course the names too. I'm cold and there are wolves after me, white water in the morning. And uh, I think one of their most known ones tastes like Kevin Bacon. <laughs> it's, it's just great. Like you gotta love these titles for it. But yeah, if you'd like just some intense, you know, it's kind of the best way to put it. If uh, I, I could compare it to anything today. It's kind of like when we did the uh, For Your Health band, you know, where it's that, like, really intense, you know, shorter songs. Except in this case, these are longer songs for It's All Happening. Like, the songs are, like, actual normal length, I would say, you know, like, ranging from three minutes on average to, like, you know, as most as four minutes. So... It's actually a full album. It's like if it's like our suggestion we made for uh, for your health, where if like it was kind of longer, maybe it would have gotten even a higher rating. So, and that's the case for this one, I'd say. So yeah, uh, eight and a half out of ten for me on this album for sure. Uh, yeah, we're halfway through now, believe it or not. But uh, before I continue, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we are back. <laughs> let's get right into it here with the next album. Gorillas Song Machine Season 1 Strange Times. This was a suggestion for me. Never listened to a single Gorillas album before. Uh, but I am familiar with like, you know, Clint Eastwood and Feel Good Incorporated by them, but it never really, you know, drew my attention in any way. So, wouldn't have been my first choice, but because it was suggested, I was like, eh, uh, yeah, because it was suggested, I was like, why not? You know, let's just do it. Uh, unfortunately, though, there wasn't a lot that I could say positively about this album. It just really wasn't all that good. You know, uh, I will say, though, my favorite track was probably Aries, which was, like, a pretty banging track, you know? Other ones I liked are, like, Dead Butterflies, Chalk Tablet Towers, The Lost Chord, and, uh, I think the other one was called Pac-Man, I believe. And... Yeah, overall, it's like, I don't even remember if it was, like, that long of an album, but, like, it sure felt like it if it already wasn't. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. It was, like, over 50 minutes, I think, or somewhere in that range. It just, yeah, I wasn't really having it too much with this album, and, yeah, it, everything else was just kind of okay at best after those songs, but... Yeah, 6 out of 10 for me. It was just, yeah. Just, oh, shit, excuse me. Uh, next, though, from first to last, Dear Diary, My Teen Angst Has a Body Count. I never really wanted to listen to From First to Last. 
at all. They just seemed like they were too much on the emo spectrum for me, which is like saying a lot considering I've listened to so many emo albums in, in the past and now. So, but there's just a certain look and sound even that's just like, all right, all right, we get it. We, we fucking get it. And this is like one of the, uh, the OGs from the early 2000s era, you know, from the MySpace era things. And if you don't already know, the lead vocalist, Sonny Moore, is fucking Skrillex, you know? Like, he went from emo boy to electro boy, like, in the matter of years. So it's pretty impressive. But, yeah, this album is it's pretty emo. It's, like, it's pretty post-hardcore emo kind of thing going on here. But I thought it was actually pretty good. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. I mean, I loved songs like Note to Self, featuring some of your favorite words. Secrets Don't Make Friends was a really good one. Kiss Me, I'm Contagious. Like, <laughs> all, these le- all these song titles are just like the epitome of like, you know, the emo boy with the flippy hair and the snake bites. And like the girl who's got like the, what kind of looks like, like her hair's like sticking out kind of thing. If you can picture what I'm talking about. And like she's got like the black dress and he's got the black skinny jeans and the fucking belt. And like they're just like in the room like doing some weird emo makeout shit. And they're just like blasting this album while their parents bang on the door to keep it down. Like it's it sets a scene a hundred percent. At least for me. You know, like I'm picturing everything here, if you couldn't already tell. But uh, yeah, and what's striking to me too is their most popular song in general and on this album, Emily. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't get why it's actually so popular because it's like, you know, it's an acoustic track that is just, you know, pretty not that well sung. <laughs> I mean, it's just really kind of thing, you know, at least that was the kind of like vibe I was getting off it. So I was just like, oh, I don't know about this one, Chief, but almost everything else on the album is pretty decent, you know, if I recall correctly, too, I think at one point they had like a fucking rapper on here. I don't remember what song it was. It might have been the untitled hidden track, but I was like, sure, throw him in there. Why not? But, like, the thing is, is that it doesn't surprise me all that much because uh, the band Veil of Maya on their debut album, their last track was literally a rap track that wasn't even the band at all. So it's just like, oh, all right, (laughs) sure, throw that in there. Why not? Um, But nevertheless, 8 out of 10 for me. Uh, The emo heart liked it. The emo heart kind of took its course for me on this one here so i'd I'd say i'd recommend it too for all you emo lovers and maybe even non-emo lovers give it a shot just dip your feet in the uh in in the uh the holy water and and burn it a little bit because you're sinning by listening to this album and take those snake bites out please please for for the love of god um next though uh kind of on the emo realm too but like nowhere near in the same like you know style uh boston mainers uh welcome to the neighborhood so boston mainer we reviewed their album from last year glue which was pretty solid you know it actually made like an honorable mention list for me here which i thought would actually make my top 20 but i mean there's just better albums by a little bit you know above that one but let me just say i schlepped 
on this album here. And uh, this is kind of like what I was mentioning earlier, where I listened to it back when it first came out and like, I think it was like 2017, if I recall correctly, and I didn't care for it at all. Like, I think I listened to the first track and then like maybe got to like halfway through the second one and I just turned it off, you know? But I don't know why for the life of me I did that because holy fuck this album was incredible halo which is like their most popular song i get it i get why it's so popular it's such a banging song dude like i don't know what you want to really consider them i mean like they're that kind of pop punk that's like not the mainstream type you know it's like alt rock more so than anything a little bit dabble with a little emo in there at least on their first record. And this one kind of goes into a more, like, harder direction, I'd say, too. But, oh my god, I'm so shocked that I didn't even listen to it all the way through. And maybe it was just because, at the time, when it first came out, I wasn't really uh, transitioning from only metal and post-hardcore, you know? Whereas now I can listen to any genre, pretty much, and just enjoy everything as long as it sounds good. But, like, back then it was just, like... If, if it's not that heavy, you're not going to like it, you know? Like, that was, like, one of the last years I really did that. You know, 2018 was when I started to, like, really transition. And then 2019 was, like, you know, when I was like, all right, this is it kind of thing, you know? But, yeah, seriously, Boston Manor's Welcome to the Neighborhood, 8.5 out of 10. Other great songs on here, uh, I'd have to say. England's Dreamin', Funeral Party, Tunnel Vision, Bad Machine, Stick Up. It's, Yeah. Like, there's really not a single bad song on this album, so go check it out for sure. Next, we have the band Were and the album Sway. Uh, another suggested one for me. No clue what I was getting into with this one. I think I've heard the name before, just never listened to them. But I was not expecting, like, this post-metal shoegaze sound. Not at all. And I was pretty pleased with it, actually. Uh, you know, some songs like Mumble, Dry, Clear, which is funny because, like, the Mumble, that track, is, like, <laughs> kind of the theme here in terms of the vocal style on the album because it's it's a lot of, like, droning, you know, distorted, kind of, like, fading vocals, you know? But it's good. It, like, flows really well with everything. But, yeah, those tracks that I just mentioned, definitely some of my favorites. Uh, yeah, 8 out of 10 for me on that one. Next up here, got Dr. Akula, The Social Event of the Century. Yeah, that was bad. It wasn't it, it wasn't bad at all. Um, nothing too memorable. I mean, it's kind of like that whole uh, MySpace kind of thing, MySpace Metalcore stuff, you know, where it's just like brutal short songs that are like two minutes-ish, you know? And in this case, I guess it's more so kind of, like, on the party side, too. I mean, I'm pretty sure the last song, like, there was, like, a tits chant. There's chant, tits, tits, tits. So, if that tells you anything, but, yeah. I mean, it was decent. Uh, other tracks I liked. There's no glory in flint. There's no gl- Yeah. There's no glory in fame. There we go. Uh, the music video Game Olympics was good. Wendell, pretty good. So yeah, 7.5 out of 10 for me on that one. Still a pretty decent one. Uh, but yeah, moving on here. Vampire Weekend self-titled album, Vampire Weekend. Uh, this is a 
one of the exceptions for this month that I listened to two albums of theirs, and uh, we'll get to the second one for sure. Uh, that's a whole other thing here, completely opposite of this one, but this one I liked. I actually found myself really enjoying their self-titled album way more than I thought it would. I mean, I didn't realize that they made the song A-Punk, which I've heard, like, you know, many times in my life. Especially, I feel like, in movies, you know, I feel like that's just such a, like, a, I don't even know, like, a, a, a teen, kind of like a teen flick, you know, a high school teen flick thing, <laughs> or, or like maybe like a, one of those like summer movies, you know, where it's just like, let's go to the water park, like, oh, kind of thing, it, that's the exact vibe I'm getting from that song alone, but yeah, overall, the album was still pretty solid, you know, other songs I really liked were uh, M79, Campus, Oxford Comma, yeah, comma. Cape Cod, Quaza Quaza. That was good. The kids don't stand a chance. So yeah, eight out of ten. Genuinely a really good album. I actually really enjoyed it. Uh yeah. Then we have Global Dan's Global Meltdown. So this was the second weakest track. I'm sorry, track. Uh second weakest album that I listened to this month. It just was not that good at all. I like two songs, High Life and We Lit. Those were pretty decent. Everything else I literally could have, like, done without completely. I kind of was getting, like, you know, somewhat of a Kid Leroy vibe from it. But at least with that album by the Kid Leroy, the Fuck Love, it was it had, like, much more better moments than this album did there's just nothing memorable with global dan at all really so I, there's nothing else i really want to say about it just leave it at that four and a half out of ten it really wasn't that good of an album for me but what are you gonna do it was a suggestion that's why i mainly listen to it anyway but i mean hey they can't all be winners right uh, moving on, Daft Punk, Random Access Memories. Unfortunately, the band, the band, the group, uh, the duo disbanded, retired after, what, uh, 28 years, almost 30 years in the business? Like, it's pretty sad. What's even more sad, I've never listened to an album of theirs at all. So I was like, well, what the fuck am I doing? My, I guess now is the best time more than ever to do it. So I did. I listened to this album, and I really enjoyed it you know there were some really fun tracks on here some longer ones too that could have been much shorter but this one in particular has of course the very popular get lucky featuring pharrell williams i mean you can never go wrong with that one but uh other than that i also loved the game of love instant crush was solid beyond fragments of time contact like it's a really good album. I really am going to listen to more of their stuff, especially now. I mean, it's just so unfortunate that they decided to break up, but all good things must come to an end, unfortunately, right? Uh, 8 out of 10, though, on that one. Definitely a big recommend, for sure. Next, Glades, To Love You. Glades is a very Paris-esque band. You know, Paris with, like, the V. Um where it's like you know the female vocalist and like the two guys who just do the instrumentals but it's good like it's genuinely like a solid band and like a lot of a uh, relationship re lyrics you know on this one for sure but she's got a really nice voice the band sounds super solid um and i love the alternativeness of it some favorite songs i had do right 80 miles 
Sweetheart, Eyes Wide Shut. That one was my favorite, if I do recall correctly. Um, so yeah, it was actually a pretty decent album for a band that I really like never heard of in general. So yeah, 8 out of 10 for me on that one. Then uh, kind of a similar sound from this next one, Arizona and their album Asylum. Same thing, except there's, it's not, there's no female vocalist. It's just still that, like, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just, like, alternative, you know. But this one, it was just not all that memorable for me. I mean, a few tracks here. Let me know. Nostalgic. Where you are. Problems. And still alive. Problems being my favorite one, for sure. Um, it, it was average. You know, definitely an average album. Would I recommend it? Sure. I mean, why not? That, that's good music to drive to or just have as the background noise. So, 7 out of 10 for me on that one. Uh, but this next one, Harm's Way's... Harm's Way, but their album Rust. <sighs> I slept on Harm's Way. I don't know why, but, like, I listened to their uh, album from a few years ago, the more recent one, I guess. It was it was all right. I, uh, I just remember I didn't really have anything that stuck out to me at all on that album. But, like, after listening to Rust, it's making me really want to reconsider and listen to that album again. Just because Rust is so brutal. It's so fucking heavy for a hardcore band like this. And if you're not familiar with Harm's Way, the one thing I can tell... I mean, if you don't even listen to hardcore metal, of course you're not going to know. But the one thing you might know Harm's Way from is that uh, that meme that's going around where, like, you see that really big muscular dude at this, like, hardcore show, and he's, like, kind of, like, doing, like, this dancing thing on stage where he's, like, running in place, kind of, and, like, everyone's crowd killing, but it'll be replaced with a totally different song, maybe, like, a Spongebob song or, like, you know, the Pokemon theme song or, like, just something that doesn't match the setting at all, but, like, it's just fucking hilarious. So that's the band, and, you know, <laughs> the, the album is much more brutal than any of the songs that, that can be replaced for that uh, meme format, but, oh my god, from that opening track, Infestation, it's just, it's so brutal, it's so heavy, I mean, there's not a single bad song on here, there's no moment where it's just like, you know, slows down too much, it's just, it's it's incredible. Other really good songs. Law of the Land, Hope, Cancerous Ways, Amongst the Rust, uh, Turn to Stone, Ease My Mind. Oh, it's, it's incredible. The guy is, whoa, excuse me. The guy is beefy as fuck. Like, I wouldn't, I, like, I know it's a kind of like the thing where it's just like hardcore metal bands are like acting tough, but they're just like normal dudes kind of thing. But this motherfucker, I would not want to fuck with him in any way shape or form like i mean i'm sure he's a really nice guy in general i haven't heard anything bad about him but he's intimidating like he's really intimidating just looking at him and his fucking like you know body tats and his huge fucking biceps and shit i'm like no thanks i'm, I'm good dude like pop off though uh but eight and a half out of ten this was like my last really good album of the month but oh my god it's so worth it harm's way rust go check it out uh, three more here. Bug and their self-titled album. Bug apparently is this, uh, if I recall, it's like a side project from a, you know, I don't know if it was like a bigger band, but like, uh, I could totally be wrong. It might not even be a side project. I think I just like saw like something that said like, you know, 
they were related to this one band and I, th- I think i accidentally like connected the two together but um no this is some really good like grunge kind of stuff here like bug really is a solid album to my wildest surprise knowing nothing about it and just going into it like hearing that kind of like alternative rock 90s grunge sound it's it's really refreshing to hear like a modern day sound that uses like you know that genre basically if that makes sense i know i worded that very poorly but it's kind of like how like a teenage wrist recently did with their new album where like they're like combining like shoegaze and alt rock and like you know grunge in their music too this one is just it's great it's not as good as the teenage wrist one that one was just unexpectedly a god tier album but bug still gets a pass for me eight out of ten for sure now moving on to the worst album of the month for me, Vampire Weekend's Father of the Bride. So this is going to probably come as a surprise for people who like Vampire Weekend, and from what I've heard from uh, my friend here who said that like this is like their most like one of their most popular, if not the most popular album of theirs. I could not see the hype around it. It genuinely did nothing for me. It was. I, I actually have it, like, written down here of what uh, I didn't fully like about it in general. But uh, let me just pull this up here. I basically said that it got way too folky for me at times, which is very true because I wasn't really expecting the album to get folky for it being, like... But, like, at the same time, not surprised. I mean, it's an indie rock album, so it's, like, that can happen. But it just... Compared to their debut album, it's not the same by any means. Uh, there wasn't memorable songs at all, except for This Life, which I've heard before on the radio, and I actually liked the track, so I was like, oh, okay, at least there's something I know. Uh, and it was long, too. It was, like, way too long than it should have been. Like, it was almost an hour long. I'm like, dude, holy shit, there's so much on this album that doesn't need to be on this album in general. And there was no good vibe for me at all from this album period I, which is disappointing because uh like i said i really liked that debut album and uh i know they got a couple more albums in the middle there that i still haven't checked out but just like you know the fact that like i this album also came out like years after the previous album before this one you'd think that they would come back strong and all and i guess to mo- i will say though in their fan base yes that is like a very popular album for, for them and everyone really loves it if you love Vampire Weekend like religiously I guess and that's good like good on you pop off but for me nah nah it's gonna be a big no for me unfortunately uh, 4 out of 10 for me worst album this month unfortunately but like I said earlier they can't all be winners but finally last album of the month Neon Indians Era Extraña this is the debut album, I want to say. Is it their debut? I'm, I'm checking with myself if this is the debut album by Neon Indian. I'm almost 100% positive it is. It is not. Oh, see? Hey, at least I wasn't fully 100%. Uh, this is the second album, sophomore album. And you... You guys might know the song Polish Girl, because if I'm not mistaken, at least either that one or, like, uh, a different song by Neon Indian was featured on the GTA 5 soundtrack. 
So if you listen to the song, you might have heard it definitely through that or just even in like some sort of playlist. But the album overall is good. The song, though, is not really all that similar to what's on the rest of the album. The rest of the album, the best way to put it is kind of like alternative electronic music, you know, where like some points sound even more like shoegaze, like My Bloody Valentine shoegaze more than anything. Uh, specifically the song, I believe, Blindside Kiss. That was like a straight-up shoegaze song. I was like, oh, wow, like an old-school one. So pretty uh, pretty impressive to have that on this album, too. But yeah, overall, it's still a pretty solid album. I mean, other good songs on here, I have to say, were like Fallout, Hex Girlfriend, the title track was solid, Future Sick. I mean, yeah, it was a good album overall still, too. Uh, 8 out of 10 for me. Definitely would recommend. But uh, yeah, that is going to do it for February's Album A Day Journey. Uh, tune in with me alone next month uh, where I do this again, <laughs> basically. And uh, I'm always open to suggestions, too. Like, if you if you know me or you even want to message the Music Corners uh, you know, social accounts, by all means, go for it. Give me some suggestions. I'm always open to anything. Anything except for country, for the most part. I mean, unless you think it's a really, really, really good country album that you think I'll definitely like. Because there are some older ones that I can, like, get behind, at least song-wise. Never really dove deep in an album that was country, but... Eh, things can change, you know? You never know. It might turn on new, a whole new leaf. It might be Country Boy all over. But I highly doubt it's going to happen. <laughs> From Metalhead to Country Boy, that would be a transition of a, of a fucking century right there. But anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening in. Hope you enjoyed this somewhat album review thing that I do here. At least this year. Maybe I'll do it again next year. Who knows? We'll find out. But yeah, this has been the Music Corner of Rift 808s, and I am signing off.